and they had a horribly outdated plan that wasn't even done right when it was done 20 something years ago. I asked them, I said, well, how come you didn't go back to them? Didn't they update this? Well, no, we haven't heard from them since. And sadly, a lot of these attorneys are get in, get out, are more of a facilitator, like a one-off transaction, the end. Run away from that guy (laughs) or run away from that gal. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, if you found this podcast, there's probably a good chance that you're considering hiring an estate planning attorney or you're putting together that estate plan and you're trying to decide, do I need an estate planning attorney? Well, you've picked the right episode to listen to because today we're going to be talking about the top three questions you need to ask before you hire an estate planning attorney. They're not all created equal, are they, Nick? (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) certainly not. (laughs) So that's what we're going to go through them today. So I've got three questions that we're going to present to Nick, and he's going to explain why these questions are important and what you're trying to get out of each one of these questions before you come up with the decision. And Nick, if you don't know Nick, this is our second podcast, officially, the Complete Estate Planning uh, Podcast. And he is the estate planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. They have their office in Westchester, Ohio, but they serve all of Cincinnati, the greater Cincinnati area, all the way up to Dayton as well. So make sure you check them out online, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, where you're going to find a lot of great resources, even if he's not your estate planning attorney. If you're just looking for information, it's a great place to start that website. But if you want to go further, continue that conversation. You can call him at 513-463-6789. So Nick, let's run it, jump into this topic because I think this is a fun one because I think most people tuning in would say, well, I expected you just to tell me why you were already a good estate planning attorney. Why am I trying to vet you right off the bat? But this is part of the the transparency, right? You got to understand what you're getting into before you begin that relationship because this is a vital part of anybody's really entire financial plan. Yeah, exactly. And the old phrase in estate planning is if you have nothing or if you have something that's not done right or you know maybe substandard when do you find out that that doesn't work when it's too late to fix it yeah okay so obviously when you go and talk to an estate planning attorney you're not going to go to law school for three years and then you know practice for eight ten twenty years there's no way you can do that but you should at least know what you're getting into and one of the things that bugs me more than anything and it makes me sad is i have so many clients come in most of my clients were former clients of other attorneys and they pull out some old paperwork that they don't even remember what it was all about. And they say, Nick, I don't, I don't know what we have here, but I remember the lawyer told me this is what I need to do. And that's as far as they go. So it's, <laughs> it, it's very important to vet that and not just you know, be a lemming almost and just be a yes man uh, and say, whatever the attorney says, that sounds great. Again, don't go to law school. That wasn't very much fun. I I don't recommend it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, do some due diligence and at least give yourself some sort of basic knowledge and understanding. 
you'll be much better served that way. Yeah, and I like to you know remind people that you know this is your money. This is the thing the things that you have worked for, really for a lifetime. And you have it all here together that you want to either leave a legacy for someone or, you know, whatever your plan is with your state, you want to make sure it's executed the way you want it to be because you spend all the time. So having somebody that is going to look out for your best interest, that's going to put together a complete plan and work with you the entire way is what you're looking for. So we're going to get, we got three questions today that is going to help you vet, as Nick said, let you vet the person that you want to work with. So the first one that you want to ask is after you complete my estate plan, what happens next? Will I ever hear from you again? So I guess this question <laughs> is, I mean, is it pretty frequent that you find somebody that just kind of finishes the plan and then kind of wipes their hands up with it? Well, it happens all the time. And, and I would argue finishes the plan maybe is inaccurate. You know, just like a a workout plan or a financial plan or something like that, it's not a one and done scenario at all. Uh, but I have I have it happen all the time. I had a client come in just the other day and they had a horribly outdated plan that, you know, I, I'm not going to bash this other attorney that, you know, wasn't even done right when it was done 20 something years ago. And I asked them, I said, well, how come you didn't go back to them? Didn't they update this? Well, no, we haven't heard from them since. And that's, it's very sad. Okay. So you want to understand the perspective, if you will, or how your attorney views the process of estate planning. And sadly, a lot of these attorneys are get in, get out. They are more of a facilitator, like a one-off transaction. You write them a check, they give you a few pieces of paper and they act as the notary for you, the end. Okay, run away from that guy <laughs> or run away from that gal. Um, there, there's so many things that can change in your life. And heck, before we even get to that, even if nothing changes in your life, state planning laws change, trust laws change, probate laws change, tax and inheritance law, they change all the time. Yeah. Actually, as of when we're recording this 10 days ago, the federal government passed legislation that is probably the biggest change to how retirement accounts are inherited after someone passes away in decades. And that, that was 10 days ago. So this stuff happens constantly. And there's also new tools in the toolbox. Okay, New strategies come along that maybe were not available years ago. So there may be some new landmines you need to avoid. And there's also maybe some new tools in the toolbox. Think of it like new technology. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember old, what is it? Was it 56K, the original <laughs> dial-up internet? Um, I, I still have that sound in my ear right now. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So do I. And also the three and a half inch floppy disk. I remember my first oh, computer, yeah. my family's first computer ran DOS. Yeah. Um, and that and that maybe dates me a little bit, uh, but uh, my older listeners will obviously understand that. But, you know, that would be like having that computer today. No, it doesn't make sense at all. Now, and apart from that, apart from the the legal side, uh, life changes. Okay, people were born. People have babies like you and I both have. People get married. People get divorced. People age. People become ill. People pass away. And, you know, the, the kids grow up. Okay, what might have worked 20 years ago when you had one young child and one on the way? 
probably doesn't work now that your your kids are teenagers or going off to college and you have three kids and you know maybe your parents who would have been in charge 20 years ago maybe they're gone okay so make sure you work with an attorney who views this as a long-term relationship and and not a one-off transaction kind of a pro tip here i would ask your attorney about their review program to make sure there is a, a structure in place for regular checkups because it should not be on the client to keep up to date with all of those estate planning and tax laws. It shouldn't be the client telling the lawyer, hey, laws have changed. We need to make updates. It should right. be the other way around. How often should you or would you expect to have a checkup? If you ask this question to someone, what would be kind of a, an acceptable answer, I guess, in terms of how often you check up on your, on your plan? Well, the good answer would be, and what we do here in our office is we have a, a regular review program where we reach out and schedule checkup meetings, if you will, for all of our clients every three years. Now, I also tell them if something happens, you know, your spouse passes away, one of your kids gets married, you know, you have grandbabies that you like more than the kids, which I'm, <laughs> we know I, about. I'm living that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you and I are both living that right now. Um, those of you who know us, you don't need to wait three years. I, I tell people if there's life changes, come on in whenever that is. But normally, apart from any, you know, big changes like that, we reach out to our clients and schedule checkups every three years. Okay, great. That's perfect. Good to know. The second question is, what percentage of your practice is estate planning and estate settlement? So I'm assuming that there's people that will specialize in this, obviously, and then there's people that will just have this as one piece, one drop in the bucket for everything they do. You are exactly right. And those of you who are in the medical field or know someone who's in the medical field, I think they do it right on, on this standpoint. My chiropractor has a license to do chiropractic work. He can't do surgery, okay? He can't diagnose the flu or strep throat and, and give me a prescription for that. It's very specialized. They're all specialized to an extent. The scary thing, and most people don't realize this, I have and all attorneys have a license to practice law in whatever state they're in. Uh, that's it. So legally, I can do your divorce. I can do your child custody. I can, you know, be the ambulance chaser and, you know, sue and get more money and disability claims and things like that. Doesn't mean I know what the heck I'm talking about. Huh. So a lot of so many attorneys are general practice is kind of the old phrase. The new phrase that makes it seem better, but it really isn't, is full service law firm. So they'll list, you know, five to ten different practice areas on their website that are their specialties, which I think is kind of funny. And what they do is it's a shotgun approach. Okay, They're greedy. They want to acquire more clients. And as opposed to really having a focused system for determining who they can help and how they help, they just say, I'll take any problems anyone has. I want to get some money. Okay, So it definitely helps the lawyer make more money. Doesn't help you. And there are a number of attorneys who will do this shotgun approach to get business that is maybe close to what they specialize in. So like to give you an example, good luck finding a divorce attorney 
who won't give you an estate plan. Now, they probably, you know, they may not know what they're doing and they may just have some Microsoft Word templates, but everyone who gets divorced needs to update their estate plan and take their slimy ex-husband or slimy ex-wife, you know, <laughs> you know, fire him or her from being the decision maker, right? So they say, wow, what an easy way to get some more money on the way out or business attorneys, same thing. They'll set your business up. Maybe that's what they do. And then they say, oh, what about your estate plan? So be careful with it. Think about this. Would you be comfortable getting open heart surgery if your doctor said, you know, we're full service. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a heart surgeon. I'm also a dermatologist. And I also do physical therapy. Yeah, would you, no, would you, no would you sign up for that, Ben? I'm good. I'm good. I'll go, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> and I, I think of it too is like it, we're going to live in a day and age to where you have so much access now. Right, like there's no reason True. to just settle for kind of a one size fits all approach when you you can bounce around and look and find and search for exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great point. It's not like you know, 50 years ago, and there was one attorney in town, and he was the guy or she was the gal, and they had to do everything because they were the only attorney. Now, they probably only did a C-plus level job at everything, but you didn't have any choice. You're exactly right. Go make sure you find an attorney who knows what they're doing, okay? The attorney who's in charge of creating the plan that will protect your family, make sure they know what they're doing and they're not just using estate planning as a side hustle. I think that's a, a popular phrase now, to generate extra fees from their clients. So I would make sure you talk to someone who deals in estate planning and then estate settlement, which is wrapping up and executing the plans after someone's passed away. And I would want someone who does that all day, every day. Okay. So the last question is, after I die, how much money will you make from settling my estate? So what exactly are we looking for here? Because I just would assume that everybody gets paid in a pretty similar fashion. Kind of. Uh, so it depends on the type of plan that the attorney prepares for you for a couple reasons. First off, there are multiple avenues for wrapping things up, executing the plan or settling the estate is the common phrase. And each type of plan has a different avenue or a different way of doing it. Okay. So before you agree to whatever recommendations you're giving, you're given by the attorney or, you know, if you come into the office and have already decided on what you want and you're just using the attorney as an order taker, so to speak, find out how the plan is executed after you pass away. Yeah, I think that's pretty common sense. More importantly, find out how the plan that you're going to execute and put in place Ask them, say, in real life, how does this play out when I'm gone? Okay, what are my family members going to have to deal with? And then, more importantly, find out if the attorney is setting himself or herself up for a huge payday, okay? And they won't, they won't offer this, trust me, uh, unless you ask. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple ways this can be done. The, one of the first ways, and this is an old trick that I, I think – you know, even have ethical considerations and be skating the line is they offer to keep your original documents in their in their vault or in their safe. 
Okay. And I, and I don't know if you've ever heard that or seen situations where people have documents and it's a stamp that says copy, you know, original is kept at the law right. office of, you know, Smith, Smith and Jones. And they'll say this is done to keep everything secure and prevent you from losing your documents. Okay. It's very important not to lose your documents. So that's true. However, once you pass away, the family's forced to schedule an appointment to come pick up the documents. You want to take a guess at why that's done? Uh, Guaranteed meeting? <laughs> uh, bingo. Absolutely. <laughs> so you, you have to walk in there or the kids have to walk in there and get a guaranteed meeting with the attorney, and it's a sales call okay, or a sales meeting. He has an ability to attempt to have your heirs hire him or her to settle your estate. Now, generally speaking, if your attorney knows what they're doing, it's good uh, to have a good attorney also execute the plan that they created. Okay, Now, it's good because they have familiarity. They kind of know what's going on with the family. Now, at the same time, you know, you got to be careful on what a good attorney is. And then the other way that they can do this and, and basically you can set up a payday is some attorneys will recommend a client use a strategy that maybe is not appropriate. Okay. So maybe it's not good enough or it doesn't, you know, I guess think of it like a scalability, if you will. So you have, uh, you know, maybe they're a race car driver and they offer to sell you a Toyota Corolla, okay? Probably isn't a good match. It's not doing good enough. So these attorneys, they'll sometimes recommend a very simple will-based estate plan when there are some complexities or other issues that should be addressed and the will cannot address them. Or if the value of the estate is high enough that a trust might make more sense. So sometimes they will under- plan. And and why do they do this? Because the fee to settle a probate estate, which is probate courts, obviously the institution that settles the estates after people pass away. And this is done if you have a last will and testament. So the costs are very expensive normally to settle a probate estate. So what they're doing is if they're underselling you the plan, what they're doing is they're banking on that massive five-figure fee, could be even higher, to handle the probate estate after you pass away. There's an old saying in the estate planning field that a lawyer's will safe, you know, when they volunteer to keep your will uh, locked up for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. The, the saying goes that a lawyer's will safe is his retirement plan. It's his retirement annuity. And there's an old saying to that. Man, you're not giving me a good feeling about lawyers on this episode. I, I don't like lawyers either. So this that, that's completely fair. We can bash lawyers all we want. Well, look, the, the whole point of this, though, is to help you identify the people that are really looking out for you and the people that are just looking at you as more of a dollar sign. And as you say, part of their retirement plan. So Ask these questions to whoever you're considering working with. And I know, Nick, you welcome these questions. If somebody comes in and they're considering working with you, I'm sure you're open to having whatever questions they want to ask you. Yeah, absolutely. And I can answer them with a clean conscience. um, And I can uh, do so without uh, staring at the floor as I uncomfortably lie to them (laughs) or something like that. And, And for us, you know, like I said, going through all of these, we understand that this is a, a living, breathing 
plan, okay, just like a, a workout plan or a medical plan, financial plan, things change. We do our review meetings. We, we try to do everything we can to keep things up to date. We do estate planning and estate settlement all day, every day. Okay, we're not the general practice firm. I don't try to dabble and get a C plus in 10 different classes. I'll just get an A plus in one, so to speak. Right. And then a lot, and then we make things very clear as far as settling the estate and how that will look based on what type of plan makes sense. And we don't oversell or undersell, but when the client makes their choice, you know, we have given them a lot of information and really painted the picture on how their plan plays out uh, once they're gone. Okay. So we like to help them make informed decisions. And I, I think that's the best way to go about it. Well, if you're in the greater Cincinnati area or, you know, all the way up to Dayton, if you're in any of that kind of geographical area and you're thinking about these questions and you want to sit down with someone and, and start trying to put that estate plan in place because you know it's important and you want to get it taken care of, you know, reach out to Nick, get his thoughts, sit down with him, see if he's a fit for you. And you can do that by reaching out to him online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can request a consultation right there on his website, but you can also call to the office and set up that appointment, 513-463-6789. And also, we would recommend just checking out the website in general to get some more resources on not only this topic, because there is a blog about this exact same topic on the website, but also a lot of free resources that you can download and have available to you, whether you decide to work with Nick or not. So it's all right there on the website, and uh, I recommend you take the time to look through it. And uh, I think you'll you'll find a few things that uh, will teach you uh, a new uh, topic or two in terms of estate planning. So it's been a great conversation, and I, and I appreciate even though it's giving me a dirty feeling about lawyers, Nick, I, <laughs> I, I still like to know that there's some transparency, and I know what to ask them. So when they're trying to trick me, I can reverse that on them and ask them the question that's going to make them divulge that information I'm looking for. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing, you're exactly right, and the funny thing is when you ask them that and it is an attorney who maybe is not you know, who's not what you're looking for. It's really funny to watch the professional, the attorney, the guy in the power position, the expert, and flip the tables on them. It's funny to watch them squirm. So I, you know, if nothing else, it'll make the conversation a little more enjoyable for you. But yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in all, in all honesty, it's good to know uh, what you have going in because most people do this a couple times in their lives. Right. You know, find someone who does this all day, every day. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. We will be back again in a couple of weeks with another episode. We're going to continue to get into estate planning, try to take some topics that might be a little more complicated, and we'll try to make them a little bit easier to understand. And uh, we'll do that every week with Nick and his uh, team over Rosenbauer Law Office. So, Nick, I appreciate the time. This has been a fun discussion and a fun topic to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks for going through it with me. I always love peeling back the curtain, if you will, kind yeah. of the insider secrets. And I always love making fun of lawyers. <laughs> well, we, we, I don't know. Can't guarantee we'll make fun of lawyers on the next episode. But either way, you need to subscribe so that you have it when it comes out. We're going to have a lot to talk about on this podcast. And we look forward to uh, talking with you next time. So for Nick, I am Ben. Thanks for being a part of Complete Estate Planning. We'll talk to you on the next episode. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. 
The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.